And since our God is the Lord, and he is our God and our Redeemer, it is his right to require that we obey his law. Now, a Lord <coughs> is served by his subjects, usually, and uh, by his servants, and that's what we are. We are subjects in the kingdom of the living God, praise God, and we're bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are his by right of creation, and we're his by right of redemption. He bought us. We are his. And not only is it his right as our king to uh, give us laws that we must obey, uh, which we are bound to keep, but uh, it's his amazing grace that he gave them to us at all. It shows his great love for us. Without his law and without his commandments, we'd be dead in our trespasses and sins. We'd be as bent as, we, as sin makes us. Uh, we would be lost. And it also shows us how much he loves us, that he would give us boundaries to live by. Praise God. And it's like uh, if, if I lived in a, in a bad area, well, you know where I live. There's nobody around me. But uh, if I lived in a part of town, uh, where I thought, well, my kids can't go out in the backyard and play safely, I would build a high fence. And I would say to my kids, I built that fence because I loved you. Don't look at it as, uh, you know, I can't go outside. Look at it as you have complete freedom inside those bounds. And God is loving to us. And, and I remember a time in Chicago, I went to a gymnastics competition there. This was at the University of Chicago. It's in a not nice area of Chicago. And I remember, I think it was my coach, who said, well, you can stay inside that fence, but don't go outside that fence at night. And, you know, it was the first time I heard something like that. It was a big fence and barbed wire on it. I thought, oh, okay. Uh, so I have, and it's God's law is like this. We are free, praise God, to serve our king with joy under his protection and according to his law of grace. And his law is not burdensome. We, we heard that last night. His law is not burdensome for his children. Um, so we are bound to keep his law. We're bound to keep it, and it's wise and safe for us to do so. And we are delivered from bondage, but we are still bound to keep his law. We're, we're servants of the Most High God. And we're supposed to keep all of his commandments. And we read earlier in the readings, Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your rightful due. And it is our rightful due to worship him and to, to fear him and to obey his commandments. Now, it's important to realize also that the law is unified. It, uh, we can't focus on just a few, maybe, or, or thinking that we have broken just a few, uh, because they're all connected. Uh, if we break one, we break the others, or some of the others. Colossians 3.5 says that covetousness is idolatry. So if you covet, you've broken that commandment, the 10th commandment, and you've broken uh, the second, at least, probably the first. You've made another god. And they are in a certain order also. The first four generally basically have to do with our worship, our proper worship of the true and the living God, and the remaining six about our duty to man, but they're all God's law. They're all meant to glorify him. In Matthew 4.10, it says, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall, shall you serve. So it shows the, the uh, basic two parts of the Ten Commandments. In Matthew 22, it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the Lord's Prayer is in a similar uh, way. It talks about worshiping God first and then uh, obeying him by serving men. And since God is supreme, the more directly a commandment is concerned with God, the higher it is in uh, this order. And uh, even those related to serving others, even those commandments are, are to please God, to please the living God. All ten commandments have to do with our duty in serving our king. So I'd like to go, before we 
uh, come forward to participate in the uh, communion meal. I'd like to give a brief summary of the Ten Commandments. And I'd like you to think about this in terms of coming forward uh, in just a minute. The first commandment talks about our object of worship. Who are we worshiping? You shall have no other gods before me. So as you come forward, you might think, or as you uh, sit waiting for the elements, you might think, uh, have I uh, put something before God this past week? Second commandment has to do with the manner of our worship. How do we worship him? How do we approach him? Certainly with no images. But how have we approached him this week, each morning in our quiet time, if we had a quiet time? The third commandment, the attitude of true worship. Who is it that we are worshiping and how should we worship him? Uh, Those who profess him uh, cannot take his name in vain. How have you honored his name this week? Fourth commandment, the time of our true worship uh, is uh, the Sabbath day, the Lord's day, uh, the Christian Sabbath. This is a day of worship and rest. And the other six days are continuing days of worship when you think about it. Uh, We worship him all the time. The fifth commandment, obedience to God-given authority. Have you honored your father and your mother? Sixth, respect for God's image in man. Have you honored life? Have you been angry and murdered, essentially, in your heart? The seventh commandment, the sanctity of marriage. The eighth commandment, the sanctity of property. Have you stolen in your heart? Have you respected other people's property? The ninth commandment, the sanctity of speech and truth. You shall not bear false witness. Have you lied? Have you thought of lying? Have you deceived? The 10th commandment, the rule of contentment, you shall not covet. Have you longed for things and uh, put them above God? As you come forward and as, you, as we pray, please think about uh, how you are keeping God's law. Let's pray. Lord, we do come to you as those protected by your law and kept for you. Lord, we are bound to keep your law and we praise you for giving us your law and commanding it to be kept for your glory and for our good. Lord, forgive us for pride when we step outside of your law, outside of its safety, because we want an illegitimate liberty. Lord, you are the Lord, and you are our God and our Redeemer, and we come to you, and we come to this communion meal to remember the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We praise you in his name. Amen.